0: YA, how you doing? I hope that you are doing so well tonight. I hope you're smiling. If you're not smiling right now, can you smile for us? Big smile. I'm smiling. I haven't seen you in so long. I hope that you guys have missed us as much as we have uh, missed you guys, man. What a strange time, Uh, but man, so excited to be able to engage you guys in a little bit different of a way tonight. Uh, If this is your first time with us, we want to say welcome and thank you for choosing uh, the next hour to to spend your life with us. Uh, And if you don't know me, my name is Andrew Matrone, and I'm one of the young adults pastors on staff. But you know, through this season, we've been trying to figure out uh, new ways on how to engage with you guys. We've been doing uh, sermons on Instagram. We've been doing daily devotionals. We've been trying to call as many people as possible. Uh, we've been just trying to think through our team as been praying and processing through uh, how to engage you guys a little bit better. And so we had this idea of maybe doing an online experience such as this. And why we decided to do this is because we're going to be able to engage with you a little bit different tonight. So Uh, what I want to encourage you, a few things with doing this online experience is that you can uh, join us in a chat room. So it'll come up on on your right. Uh, And so what I want you to do is I want you to engage with us as you would on a normal Thursday night, like you're sitting in our room. So if someone says something good, say amen, hallelujah, that's good. Type it in the chat room and let's engage with one another. Uh, If at any point during this time you want any kind of prayer, if you look at the the bottom right, right hand of the screen, You can click live prayer and someone from our team who is, right here, right now, we'll pray for you uh, and be able to engage with you within that. Uh, there's also all sorts of different tabs that you can do. Uh, you can click to give. Uh, maybe God has been challenging you in your generosity in this season. We want to challenge you to give. Uh, and then there's also, you can click on links for the daily devotionals and all different kinds of stuff. So let's try to engage with each other tonight like we would on a normal Thursday night. But um, welcome to uh, the first installment, kind of the first week of this, this topic. We're going we're gonna to call it Let's Talk about that, and we're going to talk about tonight. Talk about life and faith and navigating this season in your twenties. And so, I have this amazing panel with me tonight. Everyone, say hi. Wave, wave. wave. uh And so, we, we had you guys uh, submit questions uh, th- this past week on uh, on Instagram of different questions that you had regarding uh, regarding this season of life. And so, we throw all these questions out to these guys, uh, and we're going to answer the questions to the best of our ability. So I, I want to introduce this panel. We first of all have, have the lovely Keisha here. Hello. Hey, Ke- hey Keisha's awesome. Yes, Keisha was <laughs> an intern and resident with us uh, and then is working in the retail world right now. And then we yes. have uh, the beautiful Connor Grimm. Give it up for him. Oh, guys? Yeah, How are Connor, doing? You know Connor. So Connor and his wife Erin, they run our internship program, uh, and then also Connor is the pastor within young adults and, and teaches often. And then we have the most wonderful Lauren Bond. Everyone, get up hey for guys. Lauren Bond. Hi. Lauren Bond uh, does all the operations, hostings, all the all the stuff that you see at Littleton Campus. Uh, Lauren Bond runs that. So, uh, so let's 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 kind of jump in and and, and kind of talk through some of the questions tonight. Um, you know, I was doing a lot of, of research uh, and kind of trying to navigate and try to figure out what it is that the 20-somethings are going through because it's a weird time, right? Uh, it, it, it seems like everybody has been affected in some sort of way. Like everybody listening, you could probably name off three things, three reasons why you've been affected by uh, this past season. But I, I came across some, some research that a study would show that the highest percentage of people who have been laid off or have experienced uh, pay cuts has been the age group between 18 and 30 years old. So more than any other group in our country, uh, the 18 to 30-year-olds have experienced the most pay cuts and layoffs. And, and, and why is that? Well, it's probably because uh, this age group... Uh, you have the most expendable jobs, right? Like, and you don't have the most experience. And so you're, uh, you're in hospitality or retail or restaurants. And so it's, you have an expendable job. Uh, but this group has also uh, had to leave school early, has had to have graduations online. So this group has been affected in a, in a major, major way. And uh, Keisha... You kind hey. of fall into this category. Just a little uh, bit. Yeah, yeah. Keisha was a manager for a retail place in the mall. Uh, and Keisha recently lost your yeah. job. Yeah. And you're kind of trying to navigate this season as a 20-something. So yep. kind of walk us through this yeah. process, this season of life.
1: I mean, this season has been weird. I feel like it's really crappy. Like, it, <laughs> like I'm just going to be honest yep. here, right? Um, it's like in a, a day, everything's just shifted and changed and you know, you're you're waking up, going to work, and then all of a sudden you wake up and you're stuck at home. And it's, it sucks. Um, and the season has been hard for me because I feel like I want to be doing a lot of things. I'm a doer. I love to be working. I love to be, you know, with friends. I'm an extrovert. I love to be out. And the Lord's like, well, you can't. <laughs> so stay home and be still. Um, and I don't know. I felt like this— Quarantine for me has been a lot of refining for me. Um, and I don't know if a lot of young adults have been feeling this too, or people just in general, of like, okay, God, like, well, I'm home. So what do I need to be doing? What things do I need to be seeking out? Um, and I feel like the Lord's just been like, well, fix, you know, A, B, and C. There's things that you need to work on. And so it's been crazy. I feel like I we're getting through it and, you know, taking it day by day and God's grace has been like over it, but it's like, when is this going to be over? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I want to go back to work.
0: <laughs> well, so. one thing, one thing I love about, um, about you is you lost your job, but you were like, I still got to make some money. so I'm going to hustle. So, that's, so kind, kind that's, of talk that's,
1: that's just me. I don't know. I feel like I obviously I have bills. Everyone has bills. Um, And I can't just sit around and rely on my savings or parents or that's just not me. So um, shout out to Instacart. If you guys have heard of it, it's amazing. (laughs) You go and shop (laughs) and get groceries for people. It's amazing. So I get to like serve people and make some money, which is great. Um, And it's keeping me afloat, I would say. So, yeah, just trying to make money in this time as little as I can. Um, but with not having a constant paycheck, so yeah.
0: Yeah, but it's, it's been cool to to see how you're like. I'm not just gonna be a victim of this thing. I'm I'm gonna go out there. This sucks. It's not how I want it to be, and it's not gonna be like this forever. But in the meantime, I'm gonna hustle and yeah. put myself out there. Yeah,
1: I think the last thing is like, don't be a victim to it. I feel like because that will just put you in a state of anxiousness and worry, and instead of you know sitting in it the whole time and literally being stuck in your your room or whatever try to find something to do if you can, willingly, safety and all that. But yeah.
0: Yeah, that's good. I love it. Um, one of the questions that, that someone submitted on, on Instagram, uh, and, and Connor, I'd love for you to answer this. Uh, they asked, how do I live in this present world while still preparing for my future? I think it's a re- really good question. Like how on earth do I, do I still uh, dream and vision and for what God wants to do for me while sitting in this present time.
2: Yeah, I think um, this is such a pertinent question in my life because God has made me a dreamer. And so I think that for myself personally, it's so easy for me to get lost in the future. And what I mean for that, what I mean by that is sometimes for people wired like myself The future and hypotheticals can be a form of almost like escapism. Like, I don't know what's going on with my life right now. I feel overwhelmed. I've lost my job, like, whatever. And so I'm going to kind of put my effort towards the future because I feel like I don't have control over my present. Um, But so much in the Bible, God rewards faithfulness in the present. And one thing that um, somebody that I love uh, said to me, when I kind of was walking and struggling through that was so much of your future is wrapped up in the present. Like so many doors, so many connections, um, so many, uh, I don't know, relationships that you can form right now might actually be keys to sort of unlocking your future and so while it looks weird and while it might look different being in quarantine who knows one thing that that i've sort of wrestled in this tension of because i'm a dreamer quarantine has been um a big time for me to sort of dream and so i've had like a journal i take notes in my phone all the time and i write down these dreams i write down these thoughts about the future but then one thing God's really challenged me with is going all in on right now, because right now is all we're promised yeah. and not to be morbid or not, not to be deflating, but um, man, if, if you don't have a job and you're sitting at home and literally all you have right now is your phone and the internet you have a world of potential. Like one thing that I've been doing is going back and reaching out to all my old friends that I've sort of lost connection with in college. And, and not, not that they're like a key to my future, a key to my, but who knows, man, like stewarding relationships, you just never know what can come from that. And so I think that there's always something in your present. I think there's always something um, for you to learn, to grow, to expand on um, that, that one day God will use to kind of walk you in, in your future. So. Yeah.
0: Well, and scripture says, like, why are you even talking about tomorrow? Because tomorrow is not even promised. Yeah. So focus on today because tomorrow has all of its own worries of its own. Yeah. Um, yeah. Lauren, uh, an interesting question that, that someone said was I feel like my faith has plateaued. Uh, kind of feel like I'm just existing spiritually. Anybody? Right, come, on, come on, somebody. Uh, is that normal? Like, and how do I get out of that? Yeah.
3: That's a great question. Um, first, it is very normal. <laughs> The Bible is full of stories where people had mountaintop experiences with God and then felt very far from their Heavenly Father. And so you're not weird. You're not a bad person. This is normal. It's okay. But I would love to encourage you, like, any relationship that you have, um, friendships, significant others, spouses, if you're feeling like you're stuck in a rut or, like, you know, you've plateaued, like you said, um, try something different. Um, God makes it clear in Matthew 7, 7, seek and you will find knock and the door will be open. But that is saying that there has to be effort on your part. He will meet you. Um, So change it up. If you like are doing your devotions in the day, try it at night. If you've only ever listened to worship music, real quiet, crank it up. Maybe start praying out loud. Start praying scripture. Do something different to encounter the presence of the Lord. And I will tell you that. My most growth with Christ are in those seasons where you feel like you are either in a desert place or like they like to call it the valley in the valley. Um, There's work to be done in the valley. That's where your roots grow deep in your faith and the soil needs to be tilled. And there's things that, you know, you can cultivate and you'll be thankful that you didn't give up. Like, don't waste this season. Don't waste this time. God is still there. Just pursue him and press him in a different way if you need to you'll you'll thank yourself for it in the future
0: no, and i I think um I was even talking with, with uh, this panel before how it kind of felt like this whole thing started, and we are like i'm on my hands and knees, I got yeah. my prayer closet, I'm like praying, giving everything that I have, and then kind of like as e- each week has gone by, it's kind of felt a little bit more and more of
2: yeah
0: I'm kind of just like i'm tired yeah it's it's, it's hard for me to continue to engage spiritually, especially because we don't have we have church, Sure. you know, so like, how would you encourage someone? Like, cause I think this has exposed for a lot of people that maybe your faith has been so dependent on mm-hmm. a, a church or a pastor um, or a certain group of people that you, that you see that kind of carry you along in this yeah. journey. Yeah. Um, but now you're kind of sitting at home and your faith is now on.
3: It's on you. on you. And even as a staff member, like, let's be real, we aren't, at the at the buildings every single service anymore we are logging in and it's on us to log in and partake and like engage um and man to realize you have a choice like i could be outside being in my garden or hanging out with my family versus like getting online at church and so um but don't let the enemy like distract you enough to where you aren't like putting yourself in a position to experience the lord because again you don't want to look back and be like, gosh, I wasted all that time. Um, I feel like in this slower pace, um, don't get rusty in your faith and do lean in, do take the time, do read the word, do put worship on, do pray, pray out loud. I loved, Andrew, you said something the other day. I think it was uh, devotional you did for Red Rocks Church, how you were like praying over your doors. And that challenged me. I'm like, I'm going to start doing that. And I did, and I've seen change. And so um, don't get rusty. <laughs> yeah. no, that's good. Do it.
0: So good. Yeah. Uh, another question somebody said is, when will YA be back? Um, your guess is as good as mine. I, I don't know when young adults will be back. Uh, man, we're hoping that it's going to be uh, really soon. We're obviously following the guidelines of the CDC. Um, and then we'll kind of follow what our church does. So our, our, uh, our church will kind of go first and then we'll, we'll follow suit from that point. But hopefully uh, sooner than later. Uh, Keisha, uh, this is from somebody who, uh, they're, they're new to this whole Jesus thing. Uh, they said, I'm new to this whole Jesus thing and with no church to go to, I feel really lost. W- w- what advice can you give me?
1: <laughs> I love that question. I feel like that's, it's really hard because I feel like Red Rocks does a really good job of saying the church is not, the building—it's the people—and um, I was thinking about that. I was like, "Well, if you're saying you need a building, you're putting tr- like God in a box, and you're saying He can only work within this platform in this area—and um, that's that's doing Jesus injustice. I feel like it's like you're saying He can only work here. Well." he resides in each and every one of us he resides in you at home he resides um in people that you meet and encounter so you're saying he can only work in this church well now the church is gone but the church is still outside of these walls and so i was thinking about that and i was like okay well how do you like ignite that passion that you know a platform gives you um and for me it has been a lot of finding my purpose um in pursuing the holy spirit and so I finally realized, like you know, and this is being a little bit vulnerable here. Uh, my parents are divorced, so I come from a divorced home. And one of the things that I'm like, I do not want to happen to my life is a divorce. Point blank. Period. And how do I get that? And how do I make sure and instill those things that I'm I'm dreaming for, right? And one of them I say is finding my purpose and finding the Holy Spirit and reading the bible every day wake up and if i'm doing that right now i hope and pray that my husband or my future spouse is doing the same thing and so if you're feeling like okay the church is gone i can't i don't know what to do i don't know what's next for me find your purpose like find your purpose in opening up your bible and playing worship music and find what you need to, to make it exciting again. And I feel like that's kind of piggybacking off what you said of like, crank up your worship music one day, play it all day in your car. If you're driving around, um, you know, reach out to those people, like be the church outside of the walls. And I think it's hard. It's, just, I'm not going to say it's easy to wake up and be like, I want to read my Bible. Like I want to take my phone out and look at Instagram. Like I don't, right, you right. know? Um, and so being cautious of, okay, Jesus, like, you put me in this scenario, you took away this platform that Red Rocks does and any other church that, you know, they they help usher in the Holy Spirit. Well, if we rely on you all the time, or you, then you guys aren't doing your job for us, right? Like you want to be encouraging us to to go out and and do our thing without you guys. I love you guys, but I, I don't need you to, to hey, Admit, you guys miss us. Come on. You miss us. Right, right. Um but it's it's putting a lot of unnecessary pressure on imperfect people to say, "Oh, well, the church is gone now and I don't know what to do. Well, be the church yourself and figure it out." And take it day by day and give yourself grace. Like it's okay. If you don't have it perfectly like Andrew or Connor does or any other pastor, like it's okay, (laughs) but you know, figure it out. And I feel like just find your purpose in the pursuit of the Holy spirit. That has helped me a lot.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I love that. That's great. Um, a a question. I, I think a lot of people feel this Connor. Like, I think people, um, just feel like really confused. Like I, I don't, I don't have my job right now. Like Um, I just graduated college over Zoom and no one's hiring. Like, I I felt like God spoke so many things over my life um, and it it genuinely seems like none of those things can come to fruition. So this person asked, like, I feel confused in my life right now.
2: How do I know which path is the right one to take? Yeah, I think this is something that took so long for me to learn. And at the risk of sounding cliche... um, your purpose isn't a vocation, and I think um, I read a book uh, called Garden City and he talks about how you definitely your purpose and your vocation are made to kind of go together and to some extent like God wants you to enjoy what you do what you put your hand to um, he wants it to he wants you to have life and meaning in your vocation but honestly our greatest purpose in life is to introduce people to Jesus, one, to have a relationship with God ourselves, and then to take that message, sort of Matthew 28, Great Commission. And so at the risk of sounding cliche, um, you never have a moment when you have a breath, you never have a moment without purpose. You yeah, always cool. have purpose. And Sean was even saying this this past week, and your, pur- your purpose is always attached to a person. Um, your purpose is always going to be attached to reaching somebody, being like Jesus to somebody else. Now, when it comes to which path to take, This is why this is so awesome is because I I genuinely believe there's freedom in this. Like, I think that sometimes uh, we can get really churchy when we talk about calling or purpose, and it makes it sound like there's one... Job, one right. person, one path that you have to walk down, or else you have screwed the entire thing up for the rest of your life. And honestly, I believe the more I read the Bible, um, Matthew chapter 16, Jesus says, If you carry your cross, if you deny your life, you carry your cross and you follow me. He says in the Passion Translation, I love this, he says, You will continually find your life. And I love that phrase, continually find, because That's what I think so much of life is about. It's about discovery. I think like we want to pray to God for God to say, hey, you're supposed to be a doctor by age 28. You're going to move here by age 35. Like, "Hey, Yeah. Yeah. Like <laughs> we, we want this game plan, but so much about life, so much of the beauty of life is discovery. And Jesus says that if you are living out your purpose, which every human being's purpose is to know God and share God with other people, and you're giving up your life to follow Jesus, you will continually unearth what you're supposed to be doing. And so for whoever asked that question, which path do you want to take? You probably are going to hate this answer, but I don't know. And I think that's that's a good thing. But what I can tell you is if you're sticking close to Jesus and if you are following him and if you're daily dying to yourself and just Jesus lead me, Jesus guide me, I don't think you can make a bad decision. I don't think you can pick a wrong path, if that's so to say. And And listen, I'm only 31 years old. That I feel like that's young. Some of you listening might think that's really old. That's super old. Uh, Yeah, my hair's starting to thin. I have a baby now, so uh, (laughs) I feel old. But in my 31 years of life, in my short time reading the Bible, I think we overemphasize this idea of like final destination, final purpose, ultimate calling. Love Jesus, share him, give your life to serving other people by sharing Jesus. And I promise you, you will love where your life ends up you'll love where Jesus is taking you and leading you. Because
0: that's so good. Because could it be possible that someone right now is fulfilling more of their purpose, sitting at home laid off than what they were getting
2: paid to do the job they were really passionate about before all this? Absolutely, I mean, like I said for, for myself, I am naturally an introvert, and it 's actually taken energy for me to DM some of my old college buddies or text some of my old friends, which sounds so pathetic um, but but you have so much purpose right now, like and yes, you you are made and designed to love your job, love your work, and find fulfillment in that, but that 's not your life 's goal that 's not your life 's purpose I think like Yeah. Just loving people, sharing Jesus, and then pick a path that makes you happy. Like pick a path that you're passionate about. Like Jesus has given each of us such an individual design when it comes to creativity, ability, what, you know, some people are made to be CEOs. Some people are made to be artists, like there's no right or wrong, I think, in that sense. I think you'll get to the end of your life and no matter what you've chosen, if you follow Jesus with everything that you have, you'll hear, you know, well done, good and faithful. He's not going to be like, "Well, you should have been a dentist." Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, <laughs> you screwed up. Yeah, seriously. Yeah, so cuz you'll you'll never
0: be more passionate in life than when you're like truly pursuing and chasing Absolutely. your purpose. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's good. Um, Laura, this is one we we've, we've gotten a lot of uh multiple ones. And I I think I even had a a moment like this the other night where I I said this to to my wife. Um, But this person had this question, how do I deal with loneliness? And I think people who are um, even introverts who who love being at home um, have started to experience loneliness. People who have never said that in their life. I've never said that in my life. I kind of feel a little lonely. I said that this week. Um, And so I think a lot of people are experiencing uh, loneliness. How do I deal with my loneliness and how do I engage in community? Right,
3: that's good. Yeah, definitely loneliness is affecting all of us in this pandemic. And what's crazy is it happened in a day. Keisha even said that. in one day you were just cut off from all your normal, even for introverts. The normal was still severed. And so, and I relate to that as well. Um, one thing, though, that has really caught my attention, and I, you already even said how you were reaching out to your old friends. I truly believe that if you're struggling with loneliness, you're obviously not the only one that is dealing with that. I would encourage you to be bold and be brave to send that first text. To make that first phone call, to host the Zoom party, to put yourself out there in a way to create community, because God created us to be relational. We are relational humans. And so, um, and when that is cut off, like depression can start to settle. And it can be a really scary place to be. But you working out of your challenge and you working out of what you're walking through And meeting somebody else's need who's also lonely, it's a two-for-one deal. You're helping them with their loneliness. You yourself are being refreshed and blessed and not so lonely anymore. And so God can do that. And so if you're that person that's like, how do I deal with this? I would encourage you to be the the ringleader. Start it up. And if you're worried or feel insecure that no one's going to come to your party, um, invite me. I'll show up at your Zoom party. You will not, Keisha will be there. You will not be alone. Don't invite Connor. He won't text you He won't come. (laughs) But no, like put yourself out there and, and watch God work through that, that tough place. Yeah.
0: No, I I was thinking about it. I had this moment where I was like the, the two things like in the garden of Eden that, that God like created man for to, to work his field and to be in community. Exactly. So to work and be around people are like the two things that have been taken away from <laughs> right. us for a lot of people. Um, and so, so how do we—why why has God, like, taken that from us in a sense?
3: Well, I, I want to say this. So my daughter, um, she's a freshman in high school, and, oh, my God, the drama that all this has brought upon <laughs> the, everything. But I will say this. Just the other day, she said, Mom, I feel like my good relationships are stronger than they've ever been. And I think that's because all the draw, like all the icky, all the little petty stuff that takes place has really been severed and she's investing and people are investing into her and she's saying, this is my circle. This is my tribe. And... She's like, I'm happier than, I mean, she's happier than she's ever been. She said that the other day. And for a high school kid to just be yoinked out of her daily, that's a big deal. And that's like, that's the Lord. And so you will like find, and I even told her, I said, she was feeling lonely. I said, then you make the call you start the hangout and she's like, okay, she sent a text six o'clock. And then she was in her room for like three hours with her girlfriends. And I'm like, don't wait for somebody to reach out to you. If you're feeling this way, reach out yourself because you're meeting somebody else's need, which is another big blessing. Yeah,
0: I think you bring up a great point. I think some of the relationships that haven't stabilized during this time might be God giving you a really clear, (laughs) clear sign. (laughs) This has been a great opportunity. Um, for, to eliminate some people with some really unhealthy yeah. relationships, especially with the opposite sex. Um, yeah, that's fair. That have kind of left. And
1: Can I to add more. to that? Yeah, no. please. Yeah. I agree with what Lauren was saying too, of just the idea of, like, iron sharpens iron. We all know that, right? And so it's finding those relationships that you want to pour into. And during this time of, like, lonely- loneliness, I've also realized, like, family. Like, I have been so far from my family when I'm working and busy, doing all these things. And now I'm like, oh, like I can hang out with my sister every day and I love her, right? And so it's like doing that, but then also the friendships and relationships and people that I'm like, huh, okay, like I need to work through this. I need to like either see if God, like, do you want me to keep pouring into this relationship? Do you not want me to? Do you want me to reach out to people from college and high school? I think that's where like, again, that church thing comes in of like, hey, I'm going to send you this link of the weekend service. Like, we haven't talked in a while. I hope you're doing well, but also. <laughs> but it's like catching up with those old people that you're like, we haven't talked in literally five years or six years, whatever. How are you? How is this pandemic working out for you? And I, I love that. Yeah.
0: And, and just so you guys know, we do have uh, Zoom groups available. Um, and so I, I believe, Zach, am I right? There's a, a, there's a tab to click for groups. Zach give me the thumbs up. Zach Atwood, everybody. Come on, I, I usually always talk about you in my sermons. So we love Zach. Um, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, click one of the links uh, or go to redrockschurch.com and you can find a group right now in your area with young adults uh, that you can engage with. So um, the opportunities are, are there. Uh, Connor, there's a question uh, that I, I feel like is, is really important because uh, I feel like people feel, feel bad for feeling this feeling. Um, but is it okay to be fearful during all of this?
2: Yeah, uh definitely. I think that um there's there's a balance. Well, first let me say this. I think there's a negative connotation when it comes to Christians being people of faith. I think this idea that faith should eliminate all fear um isn't isn't necessarily sound biblically. Fear might actually be an indicator that it's time to like up your faith or it's time to engage with your faith. It's time to call out and ask for more faith. But no, I think, I think fear is a natural feeling. Like, listen, if God never wanted us to experience fear, we wouldn't, like fear can be a great indicator of, hey, something's going on in my heart. Something's going on in my mind. Something's going on in our world that I need to be aware of and precautious of. You know what I mean? Um, but I definitely think there's a fine line of letting, letting fear inform your decisions and then letting fear dictate your decisions. Because I think fear has this tendency to be all consuming. Um, and when we feed into fear and we don't let fear play its natural place, if we don't put it in its natural place, which is, okay, this is, this is giving me information I need to make an educated decision. Um, it can become domineering. And then we can shrink back. Like the Bible says, we're not people of fear. Like we move forward. What that's not saying is we never experience fear. What's that saying? What that's saying is we're not people that allow fear to dictate every move that we make. And so I think in this, in this pandemic, in this season of life, listen to fear, to some extent, let it inform your decisions. Be wise. Like, you know, maybe it's not Time to go out and start sharing drinks or food with people, quite yet. You know what I mean? Or if somebody's coughing up a lung or whatever, like maybe stay back a little bit. But, but you don't have to be dominated by fear. You can you can trust God with your future. You can trust God with with faith. But don't don't feel bad. Don't feel negative. I, if you haven't experienced some sort of fear like even for a second in this moment, you're not human or you're really not very smart, (laughs) you know? So, um, I don't know. I would say, yeah, fear is a great emotion when it comes to informing decisions, as long as we don't allow it to dominate our thinking and don't like it has its place and that its place is under faith. Jesus is over everything. Fear, perfect love casts out fear, but Fear also can help us, inform us to be smart, to be safe. Um, so that was a really long-winded way of no, just saying what I said initially.
0: Well, yeah, because when fear is your driver, it takes you down paths that you probably shouldn't be going. Yeah, <laughs> so absolutely. some of y'all need to put fear in the back seat um, yeah. and not let it dictate every final decision of your life right now.
2: Yeah.
0: Um, great question here. Justin Bieber's tour was canceled. What do I do? <laughs> um, that might have been from uh, Milana. I'm not sure. Um, but Bieber will be joining us in two weeks from now.
2: And so you can ask him then, um, did you laugh? Did you guys laugh? You might need to clarify because I've told people one time, Justin Bieber's coming to Red Conference when I really thought it was a joke and they bought a ticket because multiple people bought tickets and we had to hand out a lot (laughs) of (laughs) refunds, uh, jokes on you. Um,
0: uh, Keisha, how do I trust God, uh, when everything just feels wrong
1: in my life? I kind of, I hate this question because I suck at this. Um, When things feel wrong, I'm like, God's not, you're not doing it. You're not doing what I need to control things. And like, I, I suck at that. Um, So if I could answer it, I would say, um, remember that faith is something that we, we put our trust in. We put our trust in Jesus. We put our trust in the things that he can do. Faith is something we can't see and something that we just have to stand upon. And so, It's hard being a Christian and even a non-Christian to believe in something that is, you know, something you can't sit with and talk to. Um, And I've I've learned, I feel like in the past maybe year of my life, is to try to sit in the things that make me uncomfortable. And so a lot of things make me uncomfortable. I feel like the Lord's showing me a lot of stuff of like just my life in general. And I feel like during this quarantine time, hopefully a lot of young adults are feeling kind of a pressure of like... God, like, I need to fully trust you. Like, you clearly did this. You did, you know, a lot of things. And now I'm kind of sitting in it and I don't know what to do. And I feel like the Lord's like, good, sit in it and sit with me in it. And um, understand that I, I have it all under control. And, you know, the stereotypical Christian answer is like, God's got it. You know, like, don't just pray about it. He'll be fine. But like, really, like, sit and pray about it. And I've noticed in quarantine, I love to journal now. And I haven't done that in a while, but I write like, it's <laughs> just stupid. I don't know. Just writing like dumb things to God. I'm like, this is how I'm feeling. And I'm not a big fan of it, but okay. Like, <laughs> I guess that's fine. And, um, how to have faith in it is you have to take it day by day, process it, talk to people about it, um, pray, sit in it. Um, and don't ignore it. I feel like that's one thing is is when things are uncomfortable right. and uncertain, don't ignore it because I think that's when the Lord's working in the most in it. Um, and sometimes I'm talking to myself right here because I love to, you know, grasp everything and he's like, okay, well this is going to make you uncomfortable. So you got to let go, yeah. you know? And so it's hard. Why it's hard, <laughs> but <laughs> I pray you kind of, you know, get it.
0: Yeah. I don't know. Cause like think of the dependency that, that, You had when you like first found out that you lost your job, yeah, and you're like, "Oh God, I need you." (laughs)
1: Yeah, then I started coming to him for everything. Yeah, yeah. Yeah.
0: But but I think our natural response is all of a sudden when life kind of starts getting back to a little bit like the paycheck starts coming in, our dependency on him starts to change. Yeah, starts to shift again. Mm. And I what what a shame that would be that the Lord took us to some of our like lowest points, Mm. Um, and in a couple months we're gonna like not feel dependency right, on him again, right. you know? Yeah.
1: And but, I think the, I think it's in Hebrews 11, it talks, it's like multiple accounts of faith and just going, going, going. Like there are stories in the Bible and again, read your Bible. Like, let's just go back to that too. <laughs> During this quarantine, read your Bible. Um, but there's parts in that, in these stories where it's like, they didn't know what they were was happening. Right. They didn't know what was next. They went to bed one day and they woke up and God called them to something and they didn't know what to do. Um, And I think that's where it's like, you have to have, try to have a strong sense of faith. And if it's, you need to borrow faith from other people, do it. Like if you need to pray with people and let them speak life into you for a second, let them do it. And it's hard. Again, I keep, I keep saying that because I'm sitting in it too of like, well, what's next? Like I trust you God, but, and I have faith, but, but there's these things that I'm like, I'm still holding on to. And I think, you know, God's going to, He's a good God. He'll, he'll, he'll redeem it. So, yeah.
0: We got a lot of historical data of God's faithfulness, right? <laughs> If he did it once, he'll, he'll do it again. <laughs> Amen. Um, Lauren, uh, this, this has been an interesting one because I've, I've felt this a lot. And I think I even spoke this in my first message to, to the young adults. Uh, like, I feel a lot of pressure to come out of this thing, the best version of myself. And I'm not feeling that at all. <laughs> you know, I, I think a yeah. lot of people have like, because we, we saw it like, don't let this time be, I appreciate that. Don't waste this time. Um, she's like, I'm going to come out looking good, feeling good. I'm like, I don't want anybody to see me right now. (laughs) You know? So like, that's what this person that like, they just stated it. It wasn't even a question. Like, I feel a lot of pressure to come out of this best version of myself. And I don't really feel that right now.
3: Yeah. I can relate to this so much. Again, day one of quarantine, you get the call. Don't come into work. My child, Don't bring her back to school. My husband can't go to work. We're all stuck at home. Um, I have no food, no toilet paper in my house. (laughs) But I decide to make this massive, ridiculous list of complete Unrealistic expectations of myself, of what I was going to accomplish during quarantine, and a few days go by, and I realize I haven't showered. I'm in the same pajamas. <laughs> yes. I amen. my yes. sleep is super off. I'm up to like two. We were up to like two in the morning. Someone type it,
0: "Amen" in the yeah, chat. Come yeah. on. It was so
3: bad. It was so bad. And then there's like this list looming over me, and I was talking to a friend. Um, Also in the middle of this, I'm sure many of you can relate to the weird emotions, like, and I am pretty even Steven when it comes to my emotions, but I would like break out crying for no reason. Like I was a hot mess. So into like week two of this, my friend and I were talking and she says, you know, we are really going through grief grieving what has been taken and what we've lost and our sense of norm and like this explains my craziness right now and why I have zero drive zero energy to do any of these things to just even normal things like getting dressed and um so I had to come to a place where I was like God you're gonna have to help me to the surrender piece I'm also I hold on tight I'm in control all the time and so I had to come to a point of like Lord I want to invite you into the process of some of this stuff that I really do want to address. So took the list down, crossed off all the really unrealistic unimportant things, left some stuff on there, though, that was like, if we're going to be in quarantine for a hot minute, this isn't like a two week glitch. This is going to be our reality for a while. I do not want to waste this time. But what I didn't do the first time around was invite Christ into that process. Yeah. I was leaning on my own strength to do it all. And so I felt a weight come off my shoulder. I felt grace come in yeah. and and a realization in my mind of like, okay, with God's strength, I can do and tackle Amen. this stuff. Amen. And so, yeah, that's what I would encourage that person. It's okay. We are all, I love the quote I saw on the internet. It was like, we are not all in the same boat. We are in the same storm, but we're not in the same boat. So you cannot judge or compare how you're reacting to quarantine against anybody else. And when that comparison game comes in, then you do feel like, oh, you're not leaving quarantine, ready to run a marathon. and my house is a disaster and I was going to like remodel it all like, Oh, I must be a terrible human being. Yeah. No. Okay. Invite grace and, in and invite Christ into your process and, and watch him help you do what you want and, and make the adjustments, you know? That's
0: yeah. really good. Um, Connor, final question of the night, and then we're going to do a little bit of, of worship. So if, hang in there because we've got the Corey Miller coming up. We're gonna do a little bit of worship here in a moment. But uh Connor, uh, just a simple question. Like what what advice as you've walked through this and, and I know you've been praying for this group tremendously, um you love this group and think about this group often because it's it's also your job, but your calling, your passion and, and part of your purpose right now. Um what uh what advice would, would you give to them right now?
2: I think this goes back to what Lauren was literally just talking about. I did the exact same thing. Where like I, when this first started, I was like, "All right, I have this like shelf of books that I like have never read before. I'll read like a. I was like, I'm going to book a week. I'm going to be at like four percent body fat by the end of this. And a week later, I'm one page in and it's got stains from my Dairy Queen blizzard on it. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> um, no, here, man. If you could take anything away from this, here's here's what I would say large, amazing goals are awesome. And I do think this is a great opportunity for people who are wired that way to maybe set some of those and accomplish some of those goals. Um, but the thing that I feel like two simple things that God has like just been teaching me, cause I had my list. I think I've yet to check off one thing on that, um, but is, is this, draw close to Jesus. Because if you're anything like me, when I make a list, I don't know why my brain automatically goes to at least the spiritual things on my list. All right. If I do this, I'm going to know God more. He's going to love me more. And when I don't do this, he's disappointed. He said, no, that's ridiculous. The one book I have been reading ragamuffin gospel, highly recommend it. um, Just brings you back to this idea of God just wants you. He just wants to spend time with you. And I think the biggest thing you can take out of this is what are life giving small sustainable rhythms that you can learn to establish right now. When I, when I first came into quarantine, I was like, man, I'm going to read like eight or nine chapters of my Bible every morning. I've got a four month old that's going through a sleep regression. And so these bags under my eyes are earned, like they are earned. And honestly, that went from six, seven, eight chapters a day. I read a proverb a day. And if I do more than that, a huge win, but I can do a proverb a day. Sometimes it's at 11 at night on my phone, you know, like right before I go to bed. Um, but what are life-giving sustainable rhythms that you can find? Because right. there's a reality that we're gonna go back to life that we knew before. Maybe Maybe it'll be different, but it'll be similar to what we've known. We're gonna go back to work one day. We're gonna be able to hang out in people's homes, whatever. And the small little, I think the big goals that you set, They're going to be great, but they probably won't Last in those seasons when we start going back, but you can take one, two, small, sustainable goals, small little rhythms that give you life, that feed your soul, that help you connect with God or other people. And that can be something that you can walk away from this um, and carry with you for a lifetime. Yeah. Like, I love the Proverbs a Day thing. I, 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 who knows? I might do that the rest of my life. It's so yeah. easy. It takes a minute and a half, you know, and it, and it, it's just awesome. So man, yeah, that'd be my advice. If you're looking to take something away from this season, set high goals. Great. Um, but find a small rhythm that will last beyond quarantine. Like when you go back to work, when you're back with friends, um, cause I think that will just be, God's giving you a chance to find what gives you life. And, um, he wants, he wants you to have that the rest of your life. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So good. Hey, even
0: from your computer screen, can we give it up for our panel? Hey, it's, like, it's kind of hopefully it's not as awkward for you as it is for me <laughs> right now with no one in the room. Um, I have I'm going to have Corey come up here, give it up for them, guys. Thank you so much. Um, just have a, a a quick quick thought for you guys. Um, man, I I genuinely have have really missed this group and this time. And um, man, it's, I know that it's been such a, a difficult season for a lot of people. Um, it's been a really confusing and, and a frustrating time for a lot of people. And, and we've gotten so much feedback um, from, from a lot of y'all that are, that are kind of struggling through this thing. And um, I, I just wanted to, to give a, a little bit of, of encouragement. You know, I've, I've been hearing people say a lot, um, I can't wait to just get back to normal life. I can't wait to get back to normal life. And and I want to challenge that thought because I truly believe that, that God never takes us through adversity and God never takes us through troubling and trying times just to get us back where we were before this thing started. Um, so I, I want you to think about that. And I, I want you to, to, to remind yourself of that right now, that God's not trying to get you back to your normal, that God has allowed you to go through something difficult, that God has allowed you to go through a trying time because God is trying to do something different in you. God allows you to go through the fire because in the fire is when you find how much you trust in God. In the fire is where you're gonna develop your faithfulness. In the fire is where you're gonna develop strength in courage, in character, in integrity, in patience. So God is not trying to get you back to the place where you were before COVID-19, that God is trying to do something new and God is trying to do something fresh in your life. I want you to think about for a moment that the power of God, that in about a 48 hour time, call it 24 hours, God um, leveled the playing field within 24 hours. Like, I'm not saying that, that COVID was God's thing, but what I am saying is that God allowed this thing within 24 hours. He stabilized every single human being. That the the richest people on the planet, it doesn't matter. They're losing millions, hundreds of millions of dollars within the stock market. Uh, celebrities right now are nothing more than just another face behind a, a computer screen or a phone, right? Like a uh, uh, We worshiped all these athletes and now these athletes are sitting at home and stadiums are completely empty. I want you to think about if if God can allow that to happen in a 24-hour period, what can God do in your life? Like think about the power of God in this season. I know right now you feel like you have lost all uh, faith and all trust, but I want you to look at the power of God in this season of life and understand that God can do something so amazing and so new, Ephesians 3.20, that he can do immeasurably more than you could ever dream of or imagine. Think about that. Anything that you, you, the biggest, the most greatest thing that you could dream up or that you could imagine, that God can surpass that in this season of life. I I want you to to, to start dreaming and praying and believing that God isn't just trying to take me back to where I was before this thing, but God has something new. God has something fresh in store for me and I'm gonna start looking forward and I'm gonna start changing my perspective because my perspective will change my path. Your perspective in this season has been your prison, but I want you to begin to change your perspective because you begin to change your path and what God is calling you to and what God has in store for you. Look, we, we love you. I wish that right now I, I, I could call you guys down to the front. We could have a, a time of, of altar and prayer and I, I could pray for you. But I, I want you right now in this moment as we go into a time of worship, I, I want you just to, to maybe even stand up um, and I want you just to be, begin to engage with God. What is it right now that you need God to do in your life? What is it right now that, that, that you're feeling inside your soul? What's the angst that you're feeling? Uh, may, maybe you've allowed some sin patterns to creep back up in your life. You need God to forgive you. Like right now, if you were in this room and I called you to come down to the altar, um, and how would you respond to that moment? I want you to respond the same right now. Because I believe that God right now, whether you're watching this on your phone, in, in, in your car, or in your room, I believe that God wants to do something so powerful in your life in this moment. Let me pray for you. Lord, I thank you so much for um, everybody present in this room or listening to this. Lord, I, I thank you, Lord, for every person that has has tuned into this. Lord, I believe that you're doing such a powerful work. Um, Lord, I just pray uh, right now in the name of Jesus, God, that your Holy Spirit, Lord, would just infiltrate uh, their room, would infiltrate their soul, and that they would feel you in a way that they just haven't felt you in in a long time maybe. With... uh... You're just sitting there. I know no heads bowed or eyes closed because it's just you sitting there alone, but I, I want you to, to respond in this moment. Like maybe, maybe you're in a place right now where you just have not trusted God, but you right now say, God, I want to trust. I want to give my heart back to you. I want to trust you. God, I want to depend on you again. If that's you, you in your room, would you slip up your hand? I, I, I know it may feel weird just just you being there, but it's, it's an outward expression of something that's happening inside your heart. And then the, the second question is this, is that you're listening to this. Someone sent you the link. Uh, you came across this and you don't have a relationship with God and you're saying that I want to start a relationship with Jesus right now would would, would you just begin to respond and would you raise your hand right now and and, and on, on, our, uh, on the page right there you can click hand raise so that we can see that, that you're accepting Jesus right now come on all across this place begin to click the hand raise accepting Jesus Christ and just in your room just begin to talk to God maybe for the first time say God I, I don't I don't really fully know who you are, but I've been searching for so many things and everything has been taken from me. But I just realized that all I need is you. Young adults, we love you so much. If you would stand in your room, would you worship with us? Let's do it.